When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Hello, everyone. We have a super special uh, guest co-host in today. Vanessa is with her daughter, Camila, who is still recovering from surgery. Uh, My favorite chump, Paige Davis, is here to talk Bravo with us. Oh my God, your favorite? Favorite, for sure. I feel so honored. I didn't know (laughs) it was your favorite. Wow. Well, we, Vanessa and I are like mildly obsessed with you. Vanessa like almost tackled you at BravoCon. It was like, I was dying laughing. And no, it like, was she so, spotted it was, you. It was so sweet to meet you guys. And obviously like, I'm a big fan of your account. Aww, so you're so sweet. It was really cool to meet everybody there. Honestly, I was like overwhelmed. I bet. Were you, like, was that your first BravoCon? Yeah. Okay. That's why I couldn't remember. I thought it was. All right. Do you mind sharing the story? I love this story of like how you like met Jeff and kind of became like part of his little like radio family. Yeah, sure. So I was a fan first. Um, And it's interesting because I know Megan Weaver, she was a fan first too. And that's, you know, she met Jeff and got in there that way. So I was a fan. I listened or I watched Flipping Out from day one. Um, when I was like 11 years old, I was like, how old were you? Yeah. I, yeah. I was like, really, I was like 11 probably. Um, I, I was always very advanced in my television. Yeah, very watching. mature. Yeah. <laughs> I watched orange County real Housewives of orange County from day one. Like, oh I, my I, God. I, I mean, I did too, but I'm quite a bit older than you. So that's yeah, amazing. No. Yeah. So I've, I've been on the Bravo train for a very, very long time. Um, so I watched Jeff for all those years on flipping out. And then I found out in 2019 that he had a radio show. I didn't even know he had one. And I was, I was just such a fan of his from before. I was like, Oh my God, I got to watch this. Uh, I got to listen to this. So, um, I got a Sirius XM subscription and I listened every single day and, um, the pandemic happened and just to be completely transparent with it all. I went through like a very major depression. Um, I moved back home to Florida and it's very full circle that every single day I would wake up. And I don't know if anyone's ever been in a depression before, but like you literally have no purpose of getting out of bed every single day. Like the hardest task for me was like taking a shower. Um, so the only thing that I would have to look forward to every single day when I woke up was listening to Jeff's show. 
I would be so excited thinking, okay, who's going to be the guest today? I, it it just was like as sweet and as simple as that, yeah. that it just, it brought me so much joy in a really, really dark time. Um, and I met him at uh, the Anaheim or Irvine um, improv. They did a live show there and I just so happened to like join one of the Facebook groups to find a ticket. And the only ticket that was available that I could get was a meet and greet ticket. And that's not really my style to do like a meet and greet. I don't, you know, I'm not like that, but that was the only one I could get. So I was like, all right, whatever. I had so much fun getting the meet and greet line. And um, at the time I was working at Sunset Tower, which is where Tower Bar is. And if anyone listens to his show, that's an ongoing joke about his daughter (laughs) being there. And um, so I got in line and I met him and I just said, I work at Tower Bar if you ever need a table. Like it's a very exclusive restaurant. Um, lots of celebrities go there. So if if you don't live in LA, that is the tea about that. And so I said, if you ever need a table, here's my number. Um, I would love to set you guys up. And he was like, oh my God, here, take my number. He was so excited. And I just followed up. And I said, this is Paige. I met you at the show. I work at Tower Bar if you guys ever need a table. And so he just started coming in and I started helping get them tables. And um, I saw Gage quite a few times. I mean, yeah. And so whenever I would see Jeff, I would give him the tea about that. And so I'm sure that was. He loved it. I mean, yeah, but, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to hear what they're right. Totally. I mean, it's like, it's whether you're a Jeff Lewis or not, like that's just. It's human nature. Yeah. It's just human nature. Um, And so we, they invited me out one night and I told some ridiculous story about me selling feet pics. And Jeff heard the story and he was dying and he said, would you talk about this on the radio? And I said, uh, yeah. Um, And it just happened from there. It was amazing because I really do feel like everything happens for a reason and right place, right time, right situation. I only ended up working at Tower Bar for a year before I went to the place I'm at now. And it's just, I look at that and I think, okay, that was why I worked there. Yeah, and so I could I could become good friends with everybody and um, become part of the Chump Crew, and it's now like such an insane passion for me, and um, I'm just so grateful and lucky to be there, and I'm I'm eternally grateful to Jeff for taking a chance on me and believing in me. I love when you're on his show. Like, oh, thanks. Just, that's so you're, nice. You're just I well, I love like I love all the chumps. Obviously, like Doug is like. Ugh. Like the sweetest. I, I don't, we so met cute. him at BravoCon too. Everyone yeah. is great. Like I, there's not like one person I don't like or anything, but whenever you're, I just, I always laugh a lot at your stories and I feel like you're oh, just thank so you. Well, a lot of people don't like me. So, well, they can suck it. You're the best. It's and, fine. Yeah. You know what though? Like that's just the way it goes. Like you can't, I've learned a lot throughout like podcasting and having an Instagram account. It's like, there are people that are just going to dislike you for like, oh, the of course. Reasons. I mean, and, yeah. and I understand that my age is probably a huge deterrent for a lot of his audience because it is, I would say yeah. like forties and up women. So I understand that. Well, we were me- once your age too. I, I don't know. I'm like, I was once like not that different from you and like having similar life experiences. So. Right. I mean, you would think, right. Yeah. They, they want to hear about what dating yeah. is like in 2020, yeah. but it is what it is. You can't, yeah. if they're not talking about you, you're not relevant, right? There you go. There so, you go. Well, I'm let's talk now. about something that's been very relevant. I think it's been like blowing up the internet, 
the Salt Lake City finale. I I mean, we knew it was going to be like they built it up and this like right. this person is not who they say they are. We all kind of had a feeling it was Monica because we had been hearing about the lawsuit. Even the re- reality Von Teese thing, it kind of had kind of like not fully leaked, but it was like rumored that maybe she had run this account. But the way they like just executed this episode. They they talked about that before on like fan uh, like uh, Bravo Instagram account. So yeah, different. Like Vanessa somehow, like I will say, Vanessa is like amazing at like scouring like Reddit and finding like little like gems and then like digs into it. So like she had kind of like sent me a text like I think Monica ran a fan account called Reality Von Tees. and I okay, kind of remember that's incredible. She had the tea from the beginning. So it was, well, it was probably like in the last three weeks. Cause I think we posted it a couple weeks ago, oh, okay. but other okay. people had to kind of like run with it. But I, we also like didn't know if the women knew about it. Like if this was something they found out about like post filming and I mean, right. that, was, that like, you know, I, they just did such a good job of it. Not leaking. leaking, like with Beverly Hills last season, the whole Aspen thing. It's like, well, yeah, we already knew Kathy went crazy and there was a big fight. So this, like, I don't know. I was like, I would just wasn't expecting this the way it was delivered. I have some information about things not leaking anymore. So um, my makeup artist, Tommy, he, shout out Tommy William. Um, he does Kristen Takeman and he does Teddy and Tamara and uh, Jen on uh, Orange County. Mm-hmm. And he told me that anytime they go on a trip now, they're not allowed to bring their own glam. Oh. Because so that's, that's how, how things were leaking. Interesting. Is the, is the housewives would go back to their glam every single night and tell them everything. And then the oh. glam would go and leak it all. So now, yeah. like, as you saw in Bermuda, Whitney getting her makeup done by some. Yeah. We've never seen that guy. Bermuda, yeah. Bermuda person. So that is she's now, locals. Oh. That is now how they do it, which I thought was so interesting that they don't allow it anymore. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, though, because like you are it's like a hairdresser, like they have all your secrets. So they could. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. They know where the bodies are buried. I mean, we need to find Lisa Renna's makeup artist. That man. First of all, justice for Renna. Okay, I was never on the like booing of Renna. Um, We so I feel like she got a little aggressive, but we actually loved her. She's blocked us. I don't know why. Like, I so I grew up like kind of like you and I was sick on sick days. My mom, like, God love her. She was just like, okay, well, you're intruding on my me time, you being sick. So I would just like lay on the couch and I had to watch whatever she was watching because we only uh-huh. had one TV in our house. And we'd watch days of our lives. And so I kind of fell in love with Renna as Billy. And then when yeah. I saw her on Housewives, I'm like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And like we never really said anything negative about her, except like sometimes we're like, she's being a little dramatic or going a little too hard right. on certain things, but like that's normal. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if necessarily we need her back, but I wasn't on the, like, I didn't boo her at BravoCon. I wasn't like, oh, get rid of her. Yeah. But I, I didn't, I think she created amazing TV. She understood the assignment in my opinion. Um, okay. Well, we can go back to, but I would say the same thing though for, I think Heather Gay, like some people like, well, has Heather known how did like, this was so orchestrated. I'm like, yeah, it was orchestrated in that she told the women before she thought it out, but that's what made it to me. Like. So amazing. And the fact that they played this game and Meredith almost right. like fake acted as if like, she's like, well, Heather, I would have liked a little more support from you. And like all the while knowing like we're about to blow up right. all of this right in front of Monica. It was we're about like, to drop this bomb 
that we've been holding on to for two hours. And I, th I thought it was amazing that Heather kept it since the morning, right? Didn't, yeah. Didn't she get that phone call in the morning and um, I'm sure producers were chatting with her about how we're going to come together and announce this oh, and sure. confront yeah. her and everything. Um, to start off the episode, I died at the fact that Whitney and Monica woke up in bed and Whitney had full glam, not just full glam, lip gloss eyelashes i'm like how how is your gloss still shining after i don't know how many hours they slept but let's just say five. Oh, she obviously woke up and did her whole yeah, makeup like, it looked flawless it's like when you shack with a guy the first time and you have like in your purse like, oh. okay, like a little bit of blush i got a little yes, bit of powder and you're gonna lay down like an angel. Oh my God. yeah lay back down yeah oh oh like bridesmaids like oh i'm sorry i was just yes oh yeah i love don't that. look yeah. at me i'm such a mess yeah yeah i know will she, say also we'll about the Salt Lake women, I met quite a few of them at BravoCon and their husbands. And I had quite a good rapport of them. Thank you to Jeff that I have like an easy in introducing myself instead of just being like, oh, I'm a fan. Yeah. Say I do Jeff Lewis's after show. Uh, Whitney, Lisa, and Heather, unbelievably wonderful and nice. And I am obsessed with Justin Rose, Whitney's husband. Oh, so I didn't get to talk to him much. I will say though, we ran into Lisa and John Barlow on Thursday in Vegas. They were just walking past us. I was like, oh my gosh, I was wearing a shirt that had Lisa's face on it. And so I'm like, can we get a photo with you? She was so nice, so sweet. And then yeah. like, was like, I'm going into this bar and she's like, feel free to pop in. And we did. To be nice, we ordered Vita tequila because we're like, we're not going to not order her. Where like, did she have, where was, what was the restaurant? They had Vita there? Yeah, it was, Um. oh my God, what was the name? It was like a really dark, Um. like, steakhouse in um the caesars um palace hotel okay. but unbeknownst we went to like cash out and they're like oh no your drinks have already been paid for oh my god i know i'm like that was like she did not have to do it she didn't make a big scene about it Ooh, like so she just like, did it without yeah. even acknowledgement yeah so i'm like okay well now i'm a fan for life like for, for life and that's yeah. how i feel watching salt lake now is i feel such a stronger affinity towards those women because they're so wonderful. Yeah. Um, so I have to give them a lot of kudos for that. They were so sweet. I and I will say too, I ran into Heather Gay at last year's BravoCon. Um, mm. the night before we were at a restaurant and she like literally Vicky walks in. I go, Oh my God, it's Vicky Gumbelson. And then I go, Oh my God, it's Heather Gay. She's like, wait, can we go back to Vicky Gumbelson? Like she was so excited to see Vicky. Yeah. And I love it that like some of these newer housewives are like, I'm not gonna lie and say I don't watch the show or I don't know what I signed up for because it's like you, you, we know you do. You wouldn't do this show if you've never seen it. So right. I, I appreciate it. But this episode, I just felt like it delivered. It didn't like, we didn't really know much of like what was going to be revealed, how it was going to be revealed. And then the fact that like Monica was like, I am reality Von Teese. Like I thought she was going to deny it, but she was like, do you want me to talk about who's DM'd me? Which I'm like, please tell me <laughs> we get that at some point. I, I want to know who DM'd her. I am on the fence about this. Okay. Because I obviously, I loved it and I loved seeing it. However, I also really didn't like it because it's exposing the fact that Monica is a psycho fan. So, and I think it's a slippery slope. Like I feel like Bravo's going to have to fire her after this. Otherwise they open the door for every psycho to try to get on the show. That that's exactly my point. And, and the fact that 
Bravo didn't do their background check well enough. I mean, that's a whole nother topic about the fact that they didn't do it on Jen Shaw. And now with Monica, they really got to do better background checks, one. Um, And Monica's an internet troll. I mean, this, this is hopefully the first time and the last time that this is going to happen where we have psycho fans. It just takes away from the authenticity of the women, in my opinion. Uh, I, I want someone they had to convince to be on the show. Yes. That we yeah. want to see their life instead of someone who's plotting to get on by becoming friends with Jen Shaw first. Then she's starting a, 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 a Instagram bullying account. With and Heather Gay's hairdresser. Which it, that it, piece to me, I'm like, we need a little, we need to be talking to Tanisha too. It, what made her come forward to Heather and like, I don't know. Now she's just like exposing everything. I I do feel like it's getting a little like, like I'm not loving like the leaks of her fighting with her mom. It's weird that her mom's like, you're an actress. You need to make these women your friend. I'm like, so I get they're going to act a little bit and be like yeah. more dramatic versions of themselves. But like if she was truly playing a part this entire time, then I'm like, well, yeah, you've kind of ruined it. No, a hundred percent. And it's just gross to me that she could go an entire season playing a part um, I'm sorry. Jeff had it right on his q and A. I I want to see aspirational women. Yeah. Uh, I want to see YSL sunglasses. I don't want to see those Quay sunglasses. <laughs> I do. I do agree. It's like we watch the show and like sometimes people will be like, well, I think like Jin Shaw would be a terrible friend or like even they'll say it about like a Lisa Renna or like a Kyle, which I love Kyle, though. I love but, I'm Kyle Stan for life. I'm same. I'm like, well, I would want to be best friends with Kyle. But like, yeah. would I want to be best friends with some of these women? No, but I'm not watching it because I want to have like relatability or people that I no. want in my life. I'm like, I'm watching this aspirational because it's over the top and because it's entertaining. And I do Absolutely. think like. The it's like, you know, the same can sometimes is said with Gina, like the casita life. It's like, is that really what Housewives is all about? I I'm sorry. Gina's a lovely person. I just I can't get behind the fact that like we're praising Monica for like getting in her car with her 10 kids and driving <laughs> around Jen Shaw's house. I mean, uh, I don't know if they're trying to make Housewives more attainable. But not that's not why we watch. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. We need over yeah. the top wealth. Uh, the only thing I would have been here for is like, I love a good like comeback story. Like, was she, was her husband really wealthy? She was kind of like higher up and like Utah mom status. What, than the was whole she cheating. though? I don't think she was. I was like, she ever? I don't think so. But then the whole cheating thing, like in the beginning, I'm like, hey, I kind of like someone that's like, I'm going to own all the, you know, you know, skeletons in my closet and put it out there before someone else can. I like, was like, that was really refreshing, but now it just feels so calculated and orchestrated. I don't know, but I will be forever grateful. Yeah. I'll be forever grateful though, for the finale that she gave us. Oh, um, absolutely. I mean, no, we we don't want to give credit to Monica. We want to give credit to Heather Gay. She, because step aside, Megan King Edmonds. Okay. (laughs) We're now going to Heather Gay as our new Bravo uh detective. Dark secret detective. Yeah. I mean, the effort that she put into finding this out, like chef's kiss to you, Heather Gay, you provided such amazing television for us oh, all. 100 percent I like oh, I I know I, there's a lot of people that like go back and forth with Heather, and I I can understand that. There's moments where I don't love her, but like we right. we really do need to be like eternally grateful to her for this explosive finale that's also going to make it a like very interesting reunion. Oh, absolutely. I, and and you know what? 
it really puts Monica on the chopping block in the sense of like, do we think she will come back? Do you think they will allow her to come back? The women have said they will not film with her, which I do exactly. think Bravo doesn't like when people do that. However, if collectively the cast is like, we're not going to film with her, we want nothing to do with her. I like then I'm like, OK, I think they're going to decide with her. And I also, again, like I just think it's you don't want to open the door for people to like deceive casting and then to find out that it's all these like internet trolls or fan accounts. And as someone right. who even runs a fan account, it's like, well, I wouldn't want like nobody wants to see me on a reality TV show, even if I'm playing a part. Like we want to see people really living these lives and really wanting Absolutely. to be authentic in the show. Yeah. Real friends. I, I mean, there's this whole world of Mormon bloggers and influencers. Why are we getting it? Yes. I would pay to have them on Housewives. And Lisa's friends with the Parcell sisters. I'm like, why isn't one of them? I love the Parcells. I know. I'm like, why aren't we trying to get them on here? And Lisa did say at BravoCon, I can't remember if it was casting didn't want to do it or they just felt like they were going to go in a different direction, but she suggested one of them. I guess Rachel didn't want to do it, which I can get that. She's got the like, old, what? I think they, she suggested the older one. Yeah. But like one of the, even just one of them would be amazing. I don't know why we don't have one of them on. I don't know. It, I would love it. Um, I, I don't want her. mom talk on there though. Anybody involved in mom talk? Cause to me, that's TLC level of like, I don't know what mom talk is. Oh, it was a group of like Mormon women in Utah. Was this the girl swinging. who had the, the, the open relationship? And then she like, like developed went too far yeah with the the guy and then her husband was like you're cheating but yeah it was yeah it was like yes and now she's pregnant with her pregnant with some random yeah so i'm like wait that's tlc drama we don't want that That on our housewives yeah but a parcel sister 100 bring bring one of them on um yeah but no i what did what a finale uh really looking forward to this reunion and pretty much absolutely all they showed us to like, they showed us little bits, but it was mostly just like everybody mocking Whitney in like a funny, playful way, which leads me to believe like they didn't want to show anything else because it would give up like a lot of the drama that went down. Right. And I mean, I know we discussed them not wanting to film with Monica. However, if you look at it from the flip side, if they did bring her back, everyone does love a redemption story. Um, and what's and- on Ian's end of being the villain? Like I, Erica Jane's doing that now. And I'm like, Erica, I love you as a villain. Oh, absolutely. And and maybe if Monica were able to humber, humble herself and come forward and say, I was responsible for these. I've had a change of heart. I'm so sorry for the pain I've caused you all. That would be an entirely different playing field. But right now she's doubling down on it all. Yeah. I mean, I and mean, posting like I'm I'm just waiting for her to start selling merch, you know, hundred percent. Like, I mean, did you see her Twitter profile? Yeah. She changed it to like yes. expose Monica is the the reality of Antis. And I'm like, girl, you are trying. Did you see Lisa's tweet saying like um, instead of Blair and Serena, yeah. you're just a cheeto, uh, cheeto uh, yeah, like, on a keyboard? That was Amazing. I don't know who told Lisa because that is not, I don't think Lisa Barlow cre- crafted She's that on her own. not creative enough to come up with that joke, but it was but amazing. Whoever gave though. it to her. Oh, like that went viral as it should. It was so good. All right. Well, we as talked a little should. bit about how much we were loving Erica as a villain. Let's oh. talk about Beverly Hills. 
Support for today's episode comes from Jenny Kane. Perfect timing, honestly, because the new year's here and my wardrobe could definitely use a refresh. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist, effortless, casual, comfy, but totally refined. Their luxurious cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories uh, elevate versions of your everyday basics. Not to mention, they're just so cozy. They warm your heart in the winter to wear them. And for a limited time, our listeners can get a 15% off their first order. Go to JennyKane.com and enter the code REALMOMS. I have the cashmere hoodie sweater. I have found myself wearing it all fall, all winter. I think what I really love about this is it's lightweight yet provides warmth, but not so much that I'm like sweaty or I feel like it's too heavy. If it's uh, more of a a warm uh, winter day here in the Midwest, we have the weather changing um, sometimes hourly, but oftentimes daily and weekly. And um, I just, I don't know. I love it. It's like the perfect amount of oversize without being so huge that you feel like you're swimming in it. Their cashmere too is just the softest cashmere I've ever worn or felt in my life. It's just such a great staple to have. I can throw on jeans with leggings or it can easily be dressed up. They also have a wonderful uh, collection for the home and everything is just so simple yet chic, you know, I think we've all been inspired by this um, quiet um, luxury um, sort of trend that's been happening. And Jenny Kane is the perfect way to just have comfort, quality, and timeless design in your closet. Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code REALMOMS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code REALMOMS. That's JennyKane.com, promo code REALMOMS. Let getting dressed be one less thing you worry about. Poor Denise. I feel like she was like trying to go there. And Poor just, Denise. Like, well, just that like poor, like poor Denise and that I feel like she tries so hard, like she's trying so hard to somehow be back on this show and be, be in the relevant. center and be relevant. And it's feeling like you, I, you didn't have a fever, honey, at dinner. I don't know what you were on, what you were doing. Oh. That was like bizarre. So I ran into Justin Sylvester at a charity. I'm obsessed with him. Ago. Is he the nicest person him. in the world? The oh. nicest. He's so wonderful. Um, I ran into him and it was the night after that aired. Oh and so God. I said, Justin, what was she on? And he goes, honestly, I feel like maybe she took like a Xanax or something before she came. Maybe she was having anxiety and then she drank on it and then she didn't eat. And just got loopy. I mean, she was like, but thank you. You're welcome. It's like, that's somebody beyond just drunk. That was. Oh, yeah. Um, what are you doing? Yeah. You're, maybe your jacket's inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know what you're doing and stop. And like, stop. I know what you're doing. And poor Dorit. I actually think in that moment, Dorit was just like, um, I think your jacket is upside down. Like, yeah. I think she was genuinely just trying to point it out to her. And <laughs> um, Back to Erica. Erica is an argument champion. Oh, so I feel like these women should have learned by now. Do not go up against her. She will demolish you and she will go as low as she can. And I love every second of it. 
And my love no for quit. Erica has no yeah. bounds. I, it is amazing television. And yeah. I love it. She was, she's just so quick with the insults. Like, I so feel like quick. I'm that person that like, oh, I should like, but, but well, you're, you suck. And then I'll be like in the shower, like, why didn't I say that? Why didn't, I, why say didn't I say that? Absolutely. And she just has like the brain to like quickly, like just dish it out. And when she went there with the OnlyFans thing and Denise was like, how dare you? And like, you're so low. She's like, you didn't think I was going to go low? She goes low and I yeah. live for every yeah. step down she takes. <laughs> I, it's so amazing. I also, though, I was like dying as Sutton was meeting with her matchmaker. I was like, no, I need the billionaire millionaire. I'm like, you are making, you get $300,000 a month in Abby, alimony and child support. You don't need a millionaire. I think I would rather watch my parents have sex than watch Sutton <laughs> go on a date. I swear to God. Uh, there, there is nothing bad. more cringy than this woman. She, I'm sorry, I'm going to go there. She's a four. Okay. Why is she acting like she's a 10? I, I don't know. Does she think she has money? I don't know. It's she's not of, itch. There's nothing yeah. to catch about her. I know her ex-husband very well, Christian. He's wonderful. I've served him many times. He dated my friend. I don't get it. How the yeah. hell she landed him. He is so wonderful. So generous. So sweet. Well, clearly successful. He's paying her 3.6 million like a year. She yeah. is a monster. I just don't understand that dynamic of how she landed such an amazing guy. And she treats people like dog shit. I mean, her poor assistant. I, that is like, it is really hard for me to watch. Like I just, it, the way she like dismisses him so quickly. It's so triggering to me. Yeah. That he speaks to people that way. And like, I'm going to drop some tea right now. I have served her. Every, if if anyone doesn't know, I'm a cocktail waitress in Beverly Hills, and I've you, been so one. You got some tea, yeah, girl. I I know where the bodies are buried. You have no idea the shit I know. And I have served Sutton probably twenty times. Don't you think if you've had a server twice, just twice, yeah. you would be like, oh hey, like I had you uh, last time, yeah, or at least be like nice. I feel like. I heard be she so talks nice to you like a dog. Uh, the way that she treats people who are service industry is disgusting. And I only wish ill upon her. Why does Garcelle put up with it, though? I feel like Garcelle is somebody that, like, in my opinion, would not stand for that. So the one time that Sutton was nice to me was when she was having lunch with Garcelle. See, I, yep. And uh, if yeah. you look. If you look at Sutton or Garcelle's or maybe both Instagrams, they have a photo together of them at lunch. I took that photo and that oh. was the only time she was nice to me was in front of Garcelle. Now, about the two of them, I don't understand. Last year, everyone on Twitter was like, oh, we love Sutton Garcelle. It's so cute. They're like little dynamic, like Sutton and her Southern and Garcelle and all that. This is what you get when you have a show led by Sutton and Garcelle, okay? This boring shit that's going on where we're following Sutton's dating and we're following Garcelle saying that Dorit gets under her skin. Oh, it's so riveting. This is what we get. <laughs> it's such a boring I, show right now. I do love that Garcelle just does not like Dorit because I do feel like it breaks my heart, though. But I do feel like in seasons past, like somehow Dorit just kind of like got off like kind of easier with stuff and like people didn't go for it. And I think it's just because I'm still like recovering from the Fox Force 5 where they just constantly ganged up on people. So I'm like enjoying that she's getting a little bit of a taste of her own medicine. But I do feel like 
Doris just going to have to let it go. Like Garcelle is never going to like her. Like, no, she's never going to like her. And I wish that Garcelle would just admit that though. Yeah, and, and just say, say like, I'm there's never going to give you. you a chance. You irritate me. I think everyone has that person in their life that like just oh, sure. irritates them. And you're like, your presence is annoying. Clearly, Dorit is that person for Garcelle. I mean, just admit it. And just say, I'm un- never going to give you a chance. Unconscious Karen behavior. That is like, if someone told me that, I think I'd cry. I it's like too much. And like, I listen, I am not a black woman. I will never understand the struggles that black women go through. However, you need to give Dorit a chance to learn and understand the words that might be triggering to you for her to just immediately slam her with the, with the, with the saying of like, you're unaware and your white privilege and everything. Give her a chance to learn. If this is, if this is a problematic word and you're so sensitive over it, give her a chance to apologize and learn from this and then moving forward, she's going to be a changed friend to you. But she just shut it down immediately. And and insinuating that she's racist, I I just don't think that's fair. I I would agree. I kind of I agree with Erica on this, where she's like, I think when Dorit knows better, she'll do better. And like she needs to start to like learn and then she'll do better. I also feel like if you have no intention of forgiving someone of having right. a conversation with them and you really don't want to improve the relationship don't go to lunch with them absolutely i mean i'm sure the producer said well, well and and that they get a filming schedule they're probably need, told like you you're to going to lunch it. yeah however garcelle started out that lunch completely monotone very negative phrasing of like do you want to dorit was so sweet do you want to order I guess we can. Yeah. I guess it was super awkward. I feel like I love Garcelle. I really do. But I feel like if she's trying to make this like a thing, it's not going to, I just, I don't know. It's more, it's, I thought the first time when she said it, when she was like kind of brought up, like I can't with you and your privilege. And then Erica like kind of explained it to, um, to Dorit, like why she shouldn't have said the word and that certain words, used to describe black people and black women in particular, it just, it hits differently than when you use it to describe a white woman. And that's just truth. That's the world we live in. Right. And we never understand that. And I'm, I'm more than willing to learn and be conscious of that. Give Dorit the chance to do the same. I, yeah, I I feel like she made her point at the dinner. I don't know if we needed to like make the lunch that awkward. And I got it. You don't like her. We got it. But one of my favorite things about Garcelle, like when you the whole like story about like not paying. And then when she explained that to Kyle about like why that was upsetting to her. And then Kyle's like, Oh my gosh, I didn't think about it that way. I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't know that this is something that like you think about all the time and you're like hyper aware of it because of like a stereotype. And I thought like, I don't know, like that moment, I was like, this is really nice. Like to see like a black woman and a white woman who maybe can like not have the same life experiences, but like connect and share just the world they live in. Absolutely. And, and, and I think it's, it's kind of gone now with Dorit. What? I feel like now that's like, like where that's gone. Like Garcelle doesn't want to be that person. No, anymore. she's not giving her a chance. And, yeah. and I do, I do think it's wonderful, especially on Bravo for us to learn as viewers. 100%. The yeah. differences in ethnicities and different class systems and, and what is appropriate and what's not. I appreciate that very much so. But at the same time, you can't just shut someone down immediately and say, oh, you're white privilege. Oh, you you don't think about your words. Let us learn. 
Yeah. Let us learn. <laughs> I, you know, and I, I, I completely agree. I feel like it's also like, I mean, for myself, like there are words I know, like I would never describe a well-educated black person as articulate because I've learned enough in like life to like, that that's kind of like a backhanded compliment. But like, I don't know if I would have known attacked to say like, I feel attacked only because those women do use it so freely. Absolutely. And I, I don't know. I love that the editors shot back to that and said, da, 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 da. there were so many times that it yeah. was used. I agree with you. I didn't know that that word was a problematic word. Now I know. Yeah. I knew not to say angry. It's like kind of like, like you know, we're all like, like you said, we're all learning. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what happens with kind of Dorit and Garcelle because it feels like either like production or something's happening where they're kind of trying to make them. Right. reconcile and it's clearly not going to happen. I feel like we almost need to like let the mouse go as Absolutely. Sutton would say. Just let them not be friends. They don't yeah. need to be enemies. They don't need to be spewing negative comments to each other, but I agree. It just let it go. Yeah. They're not going to be friends and that's okay. I am really curious to see. So I feel like we're hinting at a lot with Kyle. Like are, do you think she's going to reveal that she I don't know, she doesn't have to like identify as like a lesbian, but like she's definitely more than friends with Morgan. So I, I read, um, like, uh, a, a, a description from a psychologist about Kyle and what she's going through and her marriage sort of falling apart mm-hmm. or pivoting into a different direction. Yeah. And it was really enlightening to me because the psychologist said, when you are grieving, especially a suicide, you're going through survivor's guilt oh. and you are constantly thinking, did I see the signs? I mean, I have had a friend who, um, what's it's not committed suicide anymore. You say it's like on a, not on a lot, completed, I think it's completed suicide. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, they um, ended, they chose to end their life essentially. Right. Yeah. And you do live with that guilt of why didn't I see the signs? Was there something I missed? Was there a conversation where they mentioned it? And I'm sure that Kyle is going through that every second of every single day, especially a friend that she has had since childhood. And I so know. the psychologist spoke about how maybe Mauricio didn't know how to support her properly, didn't know how to handle her emotions, didn't know how to handle her grief. And that made Kyle pull away. And then having Morgan join her life, I don't know if it was before her friend um, passed or if it was after, but Morgan clearly was there in a very empathetic, supportive way. And that grew them a lot closer for them uh, to trauma bond, maybe. I think there's some, I yeah, I think there's a lot of that. I also, I wonder too, if her friend was like, not to quote Alison Dubois, but like the emotional fulfillment that Kyle needed, she was getting it from that friend that then was taken away. And I do feel like she sort of had this like awakening of like, it's the same with Kathy. It's like Kyle always tried to be the Kyle that everyone wanted and needed her to be. She was the supportive wife. She was always there for Mauricio, always there for her daughters, tried to like never like even with Kim in the beginning where she like tried so hard to keep Kim's alcoholism a secret. Like, I think part of this, you know, grieving process is she's realizing that like, who, who was there though for me and who's helping me. And she realized it's not Kathy, it's not Mauricio. And so she's kind of been like empowered to be like, I'm not going to let these people walk all over me and make me feel bad for being, being myself and setting boundaries. And that conversation with Kim, it broke my heart when Kim started crying and saying, I love mom. I'm like, Oh God, like, this is just like, 
it's just, it was, it's very layered. And you could tell like their oh, relationship with their mom was very, um, it was enlightening to see Kim be the therapist or the mm-hmm. mediator or the peacemaker in that moment, because for so many years, and I just rewatched Beverly Hills from the beginning for like the eighth time. <laughs> Seeing Kim, she was very erratic. She was very irrational. And everything was gaslighting Kyle into mm-hmm. saying, it's your fault, blah, blah, blah. Now she is sober. She is clear-headed. And she is seeing that Kathy, I'm sorry, if you watch Paris and Love. I was just going to say, the people who love show, Kathy have not seen the Paris and Love Kathy. I'm very controlling and she's dark. And just mean. I mean, and honestly, mean. like just I, nasty. I can, I can see why Kyle's like she's out of my life again, and I think it might be for the positive. I, I just don't, I don't like because I love Kyle. There's a part of me that's like I would never. I'm one of three girls. Like I love my sisters. It would break my heart if like we forever one of us was not talking. But I think until Kathy makes a change, it's like the best Absolutely. thing for Kyle. Yeah. It's very obvious that Kathy does not go to therapy. She does not want oh, to work yeah. on herself. She goes with the old school way of I don't need help because I'm okay. Yeah, exactly. I can I can do it myself. I'm strong. I can do it myself. And and yeah. and I think that her elitist attitude almost yeah. it hinders her emotional intelligence. Her EQ is quite low. Um and I don't know if that's fueled by her husband, Rick, or if it's like a jealousy thing with Kyle. It's very clear that, like you said, it's layered. This is years and years and decades mm-hmm. of resentment. And I think that their mom, Big Kathy, fueled that. I think I Big really Kathy do. was kind of like the way little Kathy is treating Kim is the way Big Kathy did. Yes. And so now it's like, I just, I like, it just kind of breaks my heart for Kat and Kyle. It's like they were thrust into this like, childhood like you know child stars child actors actresses and then just the way the mom like brought them to parties and like didn't treat them like kids and I think like I don't know I just feel like you get I get the sense that Kathy is a chop you know or what is it like chop off the old block of their mom and that's I just I 100% agree and she thinks that she's the top dog and Kyle and yeah. Kim need to follow along with her. And, oh, and what I've, she says goes and you don't go against me. And yeah, and I, just, I have the successful last name and you guys are yeah. lucky to be related to me. It's very layered. I don't think any of us are ever going to understand it as viewers. We're not in their family. We don't understand the dynamic. It's very hateful. The words that Kathy uses and she gaslights Kyle and she straight up abuses her. I was, I feel like it's very abusive. I completely It is abusive. And you know what? If Kyle is going to set those boundaries, good for her. 100%. If that relationship is not serving you, you need to eliminate it. I like, that's why I'm like, I'm loving this Kyle. I know some people like, she's kind of boring. I'm like, yeah, but she's so empowered. I think this is the best Kyle I've ever seen as a Kyle Stan. I'm just happy for her that she's kind of trying to figure out who she is and is only like letting people in her life that like, support her and serve a purpose in a positive way. I mean, if um, you think about it, Kyle had Farah when she was 19. Yes. I mean, she yeah. has, her she never title to, yeah. has been mom since 19. And she was basically working like an adult when she was like three, uh, doing different TV shows before Little House on the Prairie. And right. I feel like she never got to like be a kid and she's had no. to be a caregiver. Uh, like, uh, when I'm trying, like she was like, Su- like supporting the family with her, like the money she was, I just feel right. like she never got to just like have someone support her and have her not worry. She was always like working and doing things. So, um, yeah, I've, but 
I do think while it's not like the best Beverly Hills season, I am enjoying just like a little bit of a dynamic and getting like getting to see different sides of the women. I think we do need more. Um, and I'm hoping we get a little bit more. I hope we get a little bit more. I, I'm not thrilled with the new Anne yeah. Marie. Uh, I liked her in the beginning and now I'm like, I'm already eating those words. I know. I will say though, I feel the same way about Miami to pivot over to okay. our ladies. Down. So when they came back and they were on Peacock, I was like, this is amazing. This might be one of the best franchises right now. Yes. And come back. Ever. Then we get them back on Bravo. And I was like, this is like, to me, it was like, oh my God. Like for them, it's like, we did it as fans. We convinced Bravo to put them back on. Like they weren't behind a paywall. And I, I don't know. There's parts of the season. I feel like it just isn't delivering the way the first couple return seasons did. It's still really good. I think it's still stronger than a Beverly Hills, but when I compare it to like last season, Miami, I'm like, it is, we're not quite there. I was dying laughing. Like how many people have to storm out of a party before you're like, all right, we're done. Like that was hilarious. And, and it's just, it's kind of evidence that production is like, okay, keep going. Yeah. Well, and I do love that Marisol and Alexia were like, we're going to go drink a bunch of cocktails at a yacht club. And then, come back to the party. Can I just advocate for a Marisol and Alexia crappy lake? Why and why are they <laughs> why are we telling them that they're friend up? They are in every episode. They're on every trip. Alexia it's, is full time. That's Marisol right. Marisol is, is not. Yeah. I would die. I mean if you watched Ultimate Girls Trip in Thailand where they were on, they were hysterical together. So funny. I was walking in their Spanish and like the cockies all the time. People were getting so annoyed how they kept going in and like their Spanglish. I, you know, I oh, I love them. It. I love it too. Cause I'm like, that's just how they are. I hadn't thought about them for a crappy lake. Cause I do feel like I love crappy lake with Sonia and Luann, mm. but I'm like, if we keep doing them over and over, it's going to get tired. It's kind of like winter house. I feel like we don't need another winter house season. Like we've, we've done it 100%. enough, but I was like, okay, I don't want to say goodbye Julie and Sonia, like let's keep them in some capacity. But I did feel like a crappy lake needs to like be like another duo, and they would be perfect for they it. They would be perfect. They are hilarious. They 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 are quick. Yeah, Especially and they're actual friends. Up. I think that's the thing too. Like with some of the newer franchises or even newer seasons, they're trying to introduce people in, and they're like, "Oh, this is so and so's friend." But then you learn like they really weren't friends. Like. Jen, Jen like, and Tamara really weren't friends. Like they like no. knew of each other and Jen wanted on the show and Tamara's like, I'm coming back. I'll help you on. But like, I don't know. I feel like we need more of those authentic friendships like a Marisol and Alexia. Absolutely. Speaking of authentic friendships, Anna Kinkos is coming on making a <laughs> little comeback. That was just so calculated by Adriana. I mean, and it why was everyone mad at Nicole? She like didn't even know the woman's last name. Like I do love they try to call her out and she like tried to downplay it. I was like, just say you don't know her that well. It's Adriana's yes. friend. Like you I, didn't truly invite her. You just said she could come. Yeah. You said, okay, Adriana, like you're going to try and spice it up. Sure. Bring yeah. her along. And I will say, I do like Anna. I do. I think that she understood the assignment. Adriana was really the like puppet, puppet yeah. master of that situation. Anna did her job. Adriana was really the one with the like bad intentions. A hundred percent. And I like, I don't know how the women aren't seeing that. Like it, we got a you know, preview for the next episode and they like purposely don't invite Nicole to event. I do appreciate yeah. Gertie being like, you guys, how are you not seeing that Nicole is the scapegoat? Like this, like, I, I mean, maybe you had to live it and we're just seeing it through a different lens because of editing. Right. But I'm like, to me, this looks so obvious. I also want to say, I just give Gertie so much credit for. Okay sharing this whole journey. Cause I do think like she could have easily said, this is really private. I don't want all of this filmed. And like, 
she's letting us in on all of it. It makes me like really emotional watching it. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I like these are crying. raw feelings. Yeah. I started crying when the nurse came in and shit is she said, we were chosen for this. I, oh, I'm like crying oh now God. thinking of it. It was like, and what a perspective. Like sometimes I get like, so like, you know, Oh my God, my life is so hard and all that. And then like, you like oh. hear someone say that and you're like, okay, I'm a piece of shit. I have a great Absolutely. life. Like I need to like, just, you know, be so thankful for like the blessings of my own life. But like the, when she said that, I agree. Like, I just think, and Gertie, like bald at BravoCon, rocking it, looking amazing, looking she beautiful. Gorgeous. I, I just, love her. She's stunning in person. I took a photo with her and I was like, oh my God, you are so she rocks the bald head too. She, I almost, I'm like, you should not a lot of women can do that. Yeah. I, I really will say most of the Miami women were like, um, like amazing. Uh, when we met them in person at BravoCon. Oh, I loved them. Lisa, Alexia, Marisol, they were so wonderful and so sweet. And like you said, I really commend Gertie for staying on the show easily. She could have gone to production and said, Hey, I need to go take care of this. I need to get off the show. But she is exposing it and letting us see the trials and tribulations of a mother going through cancer and a mastectomy. And she's still continuing to film. I mean, that is so commendable. It's like, it really is unreal. And I know she has said, like, when interviewed about it and stuff, too, like how empowering it was for her to, like, other people who just had gotten diagnosis to say, like, they, like, it was just like, it was so nice to see someone else on TV that they could relate to going through mm-hmm. it. Um, and she said well, like she's a lot so of stuff. young too. I'm sure that's really hard for a lot of other women who are young to relate to. So it's wonderful that she's able to show her uh, diagnosis as yeah. a younger. Yes. She's like late thirties, I think. Right. Yeah. I don't think she's quite 40. Um, I don't think she is either. Um, yeah. Which is like scary. Cause that's like my age. I'm like, oh, I guess I should be getting a mammogram. Well, um, yeah. I mean, definitely feeling your breasts is. Well, I guess mm-hmm. let's shout out women. Uh, I remember. So I used to have, like, someone said like, do it like around your time of the month. Apparently you're not supposed to do it then. Cause you could have like oh. breast tissue build up from like the hormones. Anyway, just once a month, check your boobs women. Um, right. and if you've got a lump and something doesn't feel right, just get it looked at or Hey, have your partner check your boobs. There you go. Spice it up. If I've been married a while, I'll just set a little reminder and be like, exactly. husband, feel me up uh, and make sure that it, yeah. But Speaking of partners supporting you, Lisa, everyone coming down on Lisa, who's paying for your things, your car and everything. Who cares? She needs, she is working on pivoting yeah. to being a single mother to, to, she's never worked. Okay. Since she married Lenny, she's never worked. Yeah. She like ran his meds, but spa did she? Or whatever. Yeah. But let's be honest, that was her role. That was their arrangement that she would be the housewife and she would mm-hmm. be the arm candy and all that. Give her a minute to pivot and figure out her finances. I'm sure she doesn't have a lot of liquid cash right now. Uh, she probably yeah. has to wait for the settlement and the child support and all that to be done. Give her a minute. People. Well, and Lenny's like being so verbal. Like, this is like such a narcissist who's just too oh. intelligent. Like, the fact, like, he knows, like, he'll never lay a finger on her because the second she has a bruise or something, like, he's done for. But he's just so, like, mentally and verbally abusive. I'm like, absolutely. This, this woman is, like, like Stockholm Syndrome, like, basically being held captive. She can't, like, at this moment while she was something, she couldn't leave her house because she, like you said, she didn't have, like, the liquid funds. Also, like, I feel like, too, when you get divorced, I always say, like, don't leave the house because then, like, you'll never get it back and all that stuff. Yeah, so she's, like, and you, 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 like, like abandon. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it's, like, I don't know, like, you know, she's like having to like, I don't, I just, I feel, I really do feel for her. I do think like, I love Gertie, but I thought like, 
I get what she was saying. Like, go buy a Camry, just make yourself free. But it's like, she is so overwhelmed. Like she's never had to make all these life decisions. And then like, she's getting her credit cards, like shut off by Lenny left and right. Like, I just think, I think she needs a little bit of grace. I do feel like too, giving her a hard time about her new relationship. Is he paying for stuff? You know what? Who cares? If it's making her happy, like whatever. I, I think that what she said in a couple episodes ago, Lisa was like, if, imagine how much Jody loves me now. Like, imagine he's going to love me when I'm at my best. He's seeing me at my worst right now. And that like touched my soul so much because that just goes to show what type of a man that Jody is, that he's constantly standing by her. And if he is a great partner to her, I would hope that he's helping her out. Yeah. I agree. Like if you love someone and they're going through it, I would do that for a friend. If I have a friend going through a divorce and they're like, Hey, my soon to be ex-husband's an asshole. All of the bank accounts are tied up. I can't Mm -hmm. even take out like $10 to take the kids to the movies. I'd be like, don't worry about it. Like I would totally help someone. That's what you do for the people you love. And I think, yeah, I'm happy that she has him. I think it's, think if she didn't, she would just be bugging the hell out of these women. They should be so thankful that she's got him. No, I agree. And yeah. then the Alexia, however, well, Adriana was saying, oh, she can't afford her rent. That is none of your business. I do, Whatever yeah. Alexia has going on in her personal life, what does it matter to you? I don't understand. I do think like this is like a housewife thing. It's like, oh, I'm going to expose that like, like this is happening with Aaron on Roni. Someone tried to expose that she owns like, oh, it's 45000 in rent. Well, and yeah. she's like, we're in a lawsuit. Like I'm not paying them because they didn't do what they were supposed to do. So yeah. Oh, I have a kid about to jump in. Hi buddy. I'm almost done. What are you doing? I'm recording. What are you a, doing? I'm, I'm recording a podcast episode. You want to say hi to Paige? Hey. <laughs> I'll be right down. Okay. I want to be with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he wants to be with you. What's yeah. your take on uh, Miami? Yeah. What do you think about, oh, you know what? You love the city of Miami because who plays for Miami? Messy. Messy. We love soccer. That's right. Messi, nah. he is living in Fort Lauderdale now, which is where I'm from. And apparently oh. all the homes in his neighborhood have skyrocketed. Oh, I bet. Yeah. In, um, their value because he's living there, and that, which I find fascinating that one person could boost an economy that way. <laughs> Florida's like eternally grateful to Messi. Well, yeah. uh, I guess this is a perfect time to kind of wrap it up. But Paige, thank you so much for joining. Um, tell everyone, how can they follow you? Because you're hilarious. I know oh, you run you. Jeff's after show. How can um, they listen Instagram, to you? Instagram, Paige Dav, Paige, and then D-A-V. Um, I was so happy to do this. I mean, my passion is Bravo. So thank you again for inviting me. I would love to do this again um, with Open Vanessa. invite. Yes, anytime. Please. We were both talking about this via text earlier. Like we are manifesting that we're going to, one day quit our like real boring jobs and just do this full time. So Same it's going to happen. Thing. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's called manifestation, baby. Yes. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Paige. Thanks to you, all of you for listening. Hold on. Make it a great day or don't. The choice is yours. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here's the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of $200 or more. It's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high-quality collectibles. Or you can gift it to that super geek in your life. Plus, stop 
shopping at Sideshow earns 5% back in Sideshow rewards, meaning for every $100 you spend, you get $5 back in rewards that can be used on future purpose purchases. Well, geeking out is its own reward. Your collection goes farther with Sideshow. So what are you waiting for? Visit Sideshow.com promo code REALMOMS right now and get ready to let your geek side show. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.